and welcome to the Pursuit of Healthiness podcast. My name is Vinanda van Delft. I'm a health and mindset coach, entrepreneur, fiance, spaghetti and ice cream lover, and a cat mom. I'm really passionate about empowering women into greatness, make them feel empowered and confident in their bodies. I love deep and real conversations, so in this podcast, I will bring in guests to talk about health, happiness, and everything in between on a more raw and deeper level. No small talk and no information is left behind. These are real life stories, so get uncomfortable and enjoy. Welcome to the first episode of the Pursuit of Healthiness podcast. My name is Winanda and today we're going to talk about, well, me. (laughs) I'm going to share my story so you can have an impression of who I am, where I come from and where I want to go. I'm a health and mindset coach, but of course, I didn't start like that. It's been a long, long journey of self-improvement, self-education, trial and error, failing, feeling miserable, feeling happy, having the best times of my life, having the worst times of my life. Um, So yeah, I'm going to share you on how it all started. Of course, not the whole whole story because then we wouldn't have enough time (laughs) so I give you a quick when well I was a kid of course it all starts when you're a kid (laughs) but no I was overweight pretty much my whole life I cannot remember a time where I wasn't dieting where I wasn't feeling miserable um so yeah I grew up in a pretty poor environment um my my parents got divorced I was having a fight every single day with my brother I got bullied at school I got bullied outside of school even on the streets and yeah of course as a kid you feel miserable um so yeah I got bullied a lot in school where because I was overweight and even outside of school people would call me names just random people on the street and it made me feel unhappy it made me feel miserable it made me feel unsafe and I just wasn't the happiest kid and having a bad relationship with your parents isn't helping either um there was no communication in a in our house if i just got home from school they would ask how it was of course every kid would say yeah it was fine or it was good and i would go upstairs because i love to be on my own at least that's what i thought when i'm a grown-up now i know that i cannot be alone very well i need someone around me and maybe that's that is because of my childhood it is probably because of my childhood but i'm not here to analyze myself (laughs) That's for, um, that's for a coach or a psychologist to do that. But I, I know how it all works in the mind. But anyway, so I would come home every single day feeling miserable. And you have to understand this. And I don't mean this in an arrogant way. I didn't mean it back then when I was a kid. But I was the smartest in the family. And I know that's maybe... A bold statement to make but it was and 
it always made me feel like I didn't belong. And yeah, it just, it, it made me feel, um, it made me feel an outsider. And especially because, um, my brother, uh, he's a great guy. I love him, but, and he, he's a simple soul and there's nothing wrong with that. But he was, he was less smart than I was. So sometimes I would use that against him because that was the only thing I could hold against him because he was always calling me names because I was overweight. I was a fat kid. Um, He was stronger than me, of course. So he would beat me. He would be sneaky. He would stand on my toe on purpose and I would be dramatic like, stop it and you're hurting me. And then he would be like, oh, I didn't do anything. And it was like that every single day in the house. And probably if you have an older sibling or if, or if you have kids, you know how it goes. Um, so, yeah, the only thing that I could hold against him was that he was dumb and that I was smarter. But that would make other people angry. And I know now it's not a nice thing to say, of course. But like I said... I had the feeling that that was the only thing I could hold against him. He was beating me. He was being annoying. He was calling me names because I was overweight. Because he was the skinny one. He could eat everything and he would not gain weight. And I would just only think about food and I would gain 10 kilos, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I would use that against him. And then my mom would call me, um, I don't know the English word for it. But because I'm from the Netherlands, on a side note, <laughs> I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, I'm not living in the Netherlands at the moment. I moved to the Canary Islands five years ago. So back to the story again. Um, yeah, I don't know the English word for it, but she would call me something that made me feel really bad about myself. It made me feel like being smart was, was a bad thing. Um, ah, jeez, I just cannot get the word. Well, never mind. Um, so yeah, at school it wasn't fun. At home it wasn't fun. And outside of school it wasn't fun. It, I didn't feel like I belonged for so long. I didn't feel loved for so long. Um, because there was no communication in the house we would never talk about feelings we would just have no conversation at all and I think that's why I love talking and having deep conversations these days um, because I, I just need that you know it, it lights me up and what is the point of talking about nothing what is the point of Asking someone something while you're not interested, you know? So, yeah. Then I went to high school. I was still overweight. I was trying to lose weight. Like I said before, I've been on diets probably my whole life. <laughs> um, but nothing worked. And then I would lose some weight and then gain it back again. And when you are in high school, you are a teenager. That's really tough. Because you're not part of the popular people. You're not part of the the beautiful people. 
And as a teenager, you want to be a part of that. Now I'm thinking like, why would I even want to be a part of that? I mean, often those people are horrible. They are not nice people. Um, but yeah, like I said, as a teenager, you just want to be a part of something. And especially because I didn't feel like I belonged at home. I want to be a part of something. And even though I had great friends, I had two, three best friends at that time. But it was different. I was, um, I don't know the levels in English, but from all my friends, I was on um, learning on almost the highest level. Um, not saying that they were dumb, but because of that, I didn't see them that much. Um, you know, normally when you are friends and you are in the same class, it's much easier to yeah to be with each other and to have each other's back. But it wasn't the case. So we, we would see each other in the break and another friend was in another school. So we would see each other outside of school. But in the class, I wasn't the most popular person. I felt like I was a dork. I was one of the nerds, you know, because I, I'm, I've always been a person that could, could really enjoy time with adults because I thought children of people of my own age were always so childish and just not on my level. So I would always be the teacher's friend. <laughs> so I, if you had a had a hate, or if you always an, were annoyed by that kid who was always teacher's best friend, that was me. <laughs> you know, even in elementary school, I would I would help the teacher after school to to clean the board and to clean the class and. And it was pretty much the same when I was in high school. I would help the teacher and I would talk with the teacher like I would do to my friends. And even outside of school, I could have a better relationship with adults than I would have with people from my own age. So, yeah, you can imagine as a kid, you feel like you don't belong in in any category. I didn't feel like I belong at home. I didn't feel like I belonged at school. I didn't feel like I belonged with the adults because to, in their eyes, I was just a kid. So I felt lost for a really, really long time. I felt lost, overweight, frustrated because I couldn't lose the weight and that I couldn't fit in anywhere. And that all changed when I was 15 years old and I met my partner. We are still together today. We are together for 10 years and... Yeah, he's just the best thing that has ever happened to me. Because of him, I my whole life changed. And yeah, I'm just the happiest person ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are together now 10 years. We met when I was 15. He was 17. We met online. Um, back then, it was a big deal. Nowadays, everybody meets online. But back then... Yeah, it was a taboo. Um, and we're still a little bit hesitating about telling the exact true story about how we met, especially to our friends and family. So if you are listening, this is how we really met. We met online. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, he's just the most amazing guy. I've been uh, going on dates with guys before that, but yeah, I, I, I'm. You have to know, I'm a really, really shy person, like really shy. But when I was on a date with him, our first date, we went to see a movie. I felt so open already. He was talking. He was commu- no, he was communicating with me. And he was making me feel safe and comfortable. And he was making me feel like I mattered. And yeah, I just had the best time of my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, that date has changed my life. I couldn't stop thinking about him anymore. And after our first date, we we saw each other every single day. So it took about three weeks of seeing each other every single day for him to ask me to be his girlfriend. Um, and yeah, since then, we've never been apart. The other day, I actually was counting in our 10 years together how many days we haven't been with each other. And... That would be a month max, I think. Maybe a month and a half of not being with each other every single day in the 10 years that we've been together. And I know some people who are listening to this will maybe cringe with the idea of being together with your partner 24-7 for 10 years. But I love it. I love to be with him. I want to be with him. And he has the same with me. Um, we've definitely um loved the whole the whole pandemic and the lockdown we love to be with each other and i know i'm blessed to find someone like that at such a young age and i and i'm so so grateful for him but yeah anyway we met at at, at 15 years old and he taught me how to communicate because in the beginning, I wasn't used to that, like, talking. What is talking? What is communicating? What do you want from me? Why do I have to talk? <laughs> but, yeah, he taught me that. And he also showed me that I was worth something. And that I was lovable. And that my size didn't matter. Because before that, guys would not talk to me. Or because I was overweight. Or... They would just see me as a friend, you know, the funny, chubby friend. And he was the first person to really make me feel worth something. And yeah, you know, in every relationship in the beginning, you are afraid to eat. So I lost weight. I looked good. I felt semi good. <laughs> but you also know at some point in a relationship, you let yourself go and not because you're like oh screw it I don't need to uh, make an effort anymore but just because I felt so comfortable around him and he was a professional water polo player so he would eat a lot he had to eat a lot so I would eat everything with him but of course I wasn't a professional water polo player or an athlete in any sense so yeah I would gain a lot like, I was the heaviest I've ever been. I think it was 125 kilos I've ever been. And this is the first time talking about that to anyone except for Davy, my partner. Um, nobody else knows. But, 
I'm telling this because I don't give a shit about a number anymore. A number defines, it defines nothing. It just says, it's just a number. It's not showing me my worth. It's not showing me how I feel from the inside. It's not showing me how my, how how good my friends are. So I'm not embarrassed by that number anymore. So 125 kilos is, and that's, that's not an accurate number it's something i assume i was because i was afraid to step on the scale at that time but let's say 125 kilos is the heaviest i've ever been but he loved me and i just oh, i just have an amazing time with him and um we went on a holiday the first holiday together we went to Lloret de Mar in spain and it was my first ever holiday, so I was amazed. He took me. I didn't have to pay anything. I was just, wow, stunned by how sweet he was. And yeah, it was just the best time we had together. So after that, it became a thing to go on a, on a holiday together. So we went to Gran Canaria in 2012 for the first time. And we both felt like home. And just being away from all... I know now the word for it, toxic people and toxic environment. I, I just didn't want to go home anymore. And you know that feeling when you're sad, when your holiday is over? Well, with both of us, that feeling was really, really strong. But that's because we thought, you know, we had time together. We are on a, on a beautiful island. It's paradise over here. That's why we are feeling sad. But no, we went back on holidays again and again. And the feeling of getting home, that sad feeling, that angry feeling of, of having to have having to go home was so strong. So it, it felt like home. Every time when we came here, when we arrived here on the plane, we felt like coming home. And when we were going back to the Netherlands, we were so cranky all the time. And we were just not nice people <laughs> to hang around with. Um I was cranky anytime in the Netherlands. Um, I was a really angry person back then. But yeah, because of those experiences and because of feeling like coming home when we were here on the holiday, we decided to move. And for some people, it's a big decision. And it was a big decision because we both lived, still lived with our parents. So we were moving out. That's the first thing. We were moving abroad. That's the second thing. And a third thing is that we moved in together for the first time. And that was not a problem. That was the least pro least um, uh, of our problems. Because we love to be with each other. And still to this day, we, yeah, we are going strong together. <laughs> so that wasn't an issue. But it's a lot to handle at 20 years old. Anyway, to move abroad, new language, new people, new environment, just being on your own. But I loved it. I was away from all the toxic people. And that's when I I started to make choices for myself. I, I, I could decide what I was going to make for dinner. Because at home, it was pretty standard and not healthy at all. It was basically five maybe six of the same meals every single day uh, of the whole year. And 
not much variation. So it was the first time I could decide to cook for myself so I could make healthy things. I could think that I love to eat. I could use spices because that is something that a lot of the Dutch people don't know how to use spices. Even something simple as garlic, it's ah, salt. In, in the Netherlands, it's often just salt and pepper and that's it. Like the real Dutch families I'm talking about. <laughs> But yeah, so I could use every herb and spice I wanted because I love spicy food. So yeah, it was just heaven on earth for at that time for me. I could decide whatever I wanted to do. And with that, with whole the whole big change of moving abroad and the responsibility that came with it, I I I just started to change. I started to be more myself. I I had no one around here who could I feel embarrassed around like an example even going to the gym in the Netherlands I went to basic fit even back then I felt that people were looking at me people were judging me I even got a comment one day like you should be you shouldn't be here you should go eat a burger in McDonald's and I was like I'm trying to be healthy over here it's really it's really bad for someone to say that I mean I was working trying to work on myself but that experience made me hate the gym so yeah or even going to the pool or to the beach then you're afraid that someone will see you you know especially when you're overweight Uh, an overweight teenager you're so embarrassed about anyone who you know could see you but over here there was nobody I knew so I could finally be myself and finally really explore who I was and that's what I did I I came across an Australian fitness um, model but she, she's so much more than that but I came across Ashy Binge and I bought a program of her and I did the workouts I did the meal plan I lost weight I felt good about myself um, but she taught me something that's much much more valuable than just working out and eating healthy and that was the relationship you have around food and once I started to realize that I'm an emotional eater like every time I felt sad I would eat and throughout my childhood and my teenage years I felt sad and unhappy all the time so I was eating away my my feelings all the time especially because I didn't know how to process those feelings because no one taught me how to talk about feelings no one taught me how to communicate so yeah it was the first time I realized like wow I haven't I have an eating disorder I'm eating away my feelings like every time when I even when I felt happy I would grab food when I felt sad I would I would eat so that made me realize that what was going on in my inside my head and she she opened my eyes to self-education like Tony Robbins and then I started to listen to Tony Robbins and I was like wow my mind was blown away like the things this guy says I was like oh my god why is no one teaching us that why does no one know about him why just why (laughs) why I I couldn't ask any other question like why he is so amazing the things he's saying so I started 
to implement some things he was saying and I started to see changes in my life and I started to focus more on self-education and on my mind and that's when I saw the magic happens. I was like, I, I was focusing more on myself and dealing with myself and that's when I started to lose weight. That's when I, I, I wasn't following a diet. I was just trying to be the best version of me. I was, I was trying to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be. And yeah, with that, I just started to lose weight because I started to feel much happier with myself. I started to appreciate my body. I felt like I didn't need to lose weight to be happy. And that's the truth. You don't need to lose weight or you don't need to be a certain way, a certain size, a certain shape to be happy. You can be happy right now if you just choose to be happy. And I know that's easier said than done because believe me, it's been a, a long journey. And even though I realized or I was working on happiness and being happy in the moment back then, it's a journey. It's not a quick fix. It just doesn't happen overnight and you cannot change every aspect of your life overnight. Even in a year, like it took me I would about I would say about five years from the time that I moved over here until now, I'm still working on it. Um, that I am happy with myself. And once you've conquered one aspect of your life, for me, that say health, you get to focus on another thing. Because if you want to focus on everything at the same time, you get overwhelmed and then you feel like you're failing because you're on in because you're not doing the thing that you wanted to do in one aspect of your life so you just quit everything at once and then you're in that cycle again of feeling miserable but then feeling excited and motivated to work on something um to do it, it to do actually about it but then you feel and you feel miserable and then that's also with health the yo-yo effect like you you get up being happy do what you love to do but you get a step a couple of steps back and you just forget about everything so what's really important is to focus on one thing and just small steps don't make big promises to yourself like oh by the end of the month i want to lose 10 kilos or i want to feel happy no, it doesn't work like that. You have to take small steps every single day because consistency is key. You have to take steps every single day to be a, to be better than you were yesterday. So if you are trying to improve your health, don't make promises to yourself and don't write down goals that are not sustainable. Like I said, don't expect to lose 10 kilos at the end of the month because that's one, not sustainable and two, very unhealthy um you have to make changes simple changes like starting swapping sodas with just water and just do that for a couple of weeks just drink only water and then let's say change your dinner to a healthy meal don't change anything else about your diet but incorporate a healthy meal a day with your drink with drinking water every single day and then just move it up every single month or every couple of weeks 
or something like that. Make small changes every single day. Be better than you were yesterday and then you will see that your life will change. Not drastically, but if you look back a year ago, you will see the huge progress you ma- you've made. You cannot see it day to day, but over time, you see huge progress. And something that I've I've learned is that progress is in numbers. As I've said before, a number is just a number. It doesn't define who you are as a person. It doesn't show you how you feel from within. So if you are on a health journey, because I hate to I hate to use the word weight loss journey, um, because it, it's about health. It's not about because weight to me weight has the association with a number and. I don't want that anymore because losing weight or being a certain number, weighing a certain number, isn't going to make you happy instantly. It's not showing how the rest of your life is. So I prefer to call it a health journey. And a health journey that has aspects of relationships, your mental health, physical health. Uh, finances your wealth it's it's so much more than that and that's what you should focus on in life you should focus on being healthy um, and just being able to express yourself the way you want to not not the way you feel like people are expecting from you or that you feel like you have to do just focus on being you and of course you will lose friends God, I've I've lost a lot of people that I thought that were friends, but in in those moments it's not you have to see it as not losing friends. You have to see it as a moment of people showing you who they really are and who they are to you. Because I live 3000 kilometers away from where I was born, from where I created friendships, lifelong friendships. And to some of them, I'm still friends. I can still call them up in the middle of the night when there is something wrong. They are there for me. But I've also lost people in my life because they weren't meant to be. They weren't the best friends I thought they would. They weren't the persons that I thought they were. And that is okay. It's not a bad thing. I mean, with with some of them, I had a great time. In my teenage years, I had a great time with them. And that's fine for for that moment. But to grow and to be the person I am today, I just need to let go of certain people. And it's it's something triggering, if I'm going to say this maybe, or some people may agree with me or not. Um, I'm going to talk about that in the in the coming episodes. Um, but you can let go of family as well. And I know a lot of people would say, but yeah, it's just your, your mom or your dad or just your aunt. It's family. Um, you cannot do that to them. But if they are toxic people, if they are not allowing you to be your best self, if they are going to judge you about what you are doing to become your best self, then they then those are not the people you want to hang around with those are not the people you want in your life 
Because in order for you to be who you are, you have to let things go. You have to let people go. But with that, you will gain so much more. You will gain happiness. You will gain clarity. You will gain other amazing friendships. I've made some amazing friends the last two years. Um, I met most of them online because that's where the people are right now. Um with who have the same mind who are mind like-minded and i i i've ha- i had the best conversations with them and i've had the best breakthroughs because of them and it's just an amazing life we are living in right now i don't feel alone anymore because even though some of the friends i've made live in canada or are from america or from australia it doesn't matter. I can just call them up and just talk. And I think that's even easier to just go to your neighbor's house and say like, hey, I'm not feeling well. You know what I mean? You can connect with people, like-minded people. So easy these days. Like you're listening to this podcast right now because of the internet, because of the online world. And it's amazing how much we can learn from other people and how um, similar some of the stories are. Like, I used to think that I was alone and that I was the only person feeling this way or experiencing this. And it's it's a lonely world. It's It's not a fun feeling, but these days I'm reading so many stories. I... I meet so many people that are going through the same or that have experienced the same. So I don't feel alone anymore and not like, oh, yes, I don't feel alone anymore. You know, yes, I know. But it's not that I am happy that I'm not alone anymore. But you can deal with stuff so much better. You can ask for advice. You can ask how they have dealt with it or you can help other people who are going through the same situations as you were 10 years ago but now you have the knowledge and the experience and the tools to help other people and that's why I became a coach like throughout my life I was missing I was missing the knowledge I was missing a person I was missing support I was missing accountability from people around me because they weren't in the same headspace as I was and they to be honest they also just didn't have the knowledge that there is out there these days so how I'm I am determined to be that person to someone else that I was missing in my own journey I I want to be that friend not just a coach like you have to pay no you I want to be your friend that is standing by your side and helping you to go through whatever you have to go through because I probably went through it myself and what better way to get support from someone or being coached by someone who knows how you feel, who really and truly understands you. Like I wouldn't hire a personal trainer who's been fit his whole life because he would tell me to push through a workout that's really hard for me 
And of course, you have to push yourself, but he doesn't understand. He doesn't know how it is to run around the block with at 125 kilos. You know what I mean? I'm not weighing that anymore, by the way. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He doesn't know that or she doesn't know that. But if you have a coach who has gone through it, you have that empathy because they know what you're going through. They know what you're thinking. They know your exact thoughts. So they also know how to help you move through it. And yeah, that's just my whole purpose at the moment. I'm determined to help as many people, especially women, to go through that stage of life to go through and help them go through loving themselves love your body and love the life you have right now so yeah I just want you to know that if you're struggling with self-hate or with your weight loss journey health journey then know that I am here for you I've gone through a lot of shit in my life I've gone through really really hard times but I am here today I was able to make that change I was able to go from a shy angry cranky person to a happy I'm, I can truly say I'm happy and I can honestly say that I love my body I'm not a size four I'm not a size two I'm not a size six or eight um but that's okay and I know that I don't need to be that to be happy or I don't need a person in my life, another person in my life to be happy. It's not that I am waiting for a situation to happen to feel happy. I am happy in this moment and I know you can be happy too. Whatever you are going through right now, you deserve to be happy and you can choose to be happy well I guess this is it because this is going to be a long talk <laughs> um, but yeah thank you for listening and I'll see you the next episode have a great day